shout amen. No more fear. Amen. He's delivered us from fear. He's liberated us from the bondage that fear brings. And we're so grateful and thankful. And, and, and what is it all in? It's all in the name. It's all in the name. And that's what we're talking about. As we did last Wednesday night and again tonight, I just want to finish up what I started in our prayer series. And the title of the message just simply is The Name. The Name. Um, If you weren't here last Wednesday and and you didn't hear this, you can always go on the website and and download or just listen to the message. But but that, that message last week, there was just something that connected with what I was saying in regards to the importance of having a revelation of the name of Jesus. You know, I mean, you would think as Christians that we would, um, you would think that we would understand that, but sometimes you can take for granted what you have and, and not really press in to a greater understanding of what you have. I mean, and what is at our disposal in the name of Jesus is, I mean, it, 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 it's not measured in dollars and cents. What we have in the revelation of the name of Jesus handles every circumstance and every situation in life. In other words, the scriptures we read last week, and I'm going to reiterate a number of those tonight, Every one of those verses of Scripture say that in the name of Jesus, there are no issues that can't be settled and and no problems that can't be overtaken and overdone with what the Word of God says. Amen? So, tonight it's important that we really take the time to listen and understand. I just just have, I want to review a little bit and then I have a couple of verses that I want to add to that and and really look at this tonight. Um, we talked about, we looked in, in uh, Philippians chapter 2 last week, and I want to go back and, and just kind of reiterate what we, what we looked at in this verse of Scripture in, in Philippians 2, and uh, starting with verse 5, um, The Apostle Paul says, let, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, because of, in other words, of his obedience, his obedience to death and death on the cross. It says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name. Everybody say the name. We're talking tonight about the name. Given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But verse 9 says, he's highly exalted him and given him the name above every name. What you have to stop and meditate on is the fact that anything, in other words, this verse of Scripture says that anything that has a name is under that name. You know, anything with a name. So, anything with a name 
that, that creates fear as we're singing in that song. No longer are we slaves to fear. And I'm telling you tonight, the only way that fear will not enslave and entrap you is if you have that revelation of the name and that it's constantly being developed in you. I mean, I'm talking day to day. This isn't, you know, Sunday to Sunday or month to month. This is literally every minute of every day. The enemy's after people trying to get them to believe that what they see is more real than what the Word says. See, and... and and, and if, if there's not this ongoing revelation of the name, you get overtaken. Anybody ever gone to sleep at night? You woke up in the middle of the night, you had a bad dream, you feel like you've been run over by a Mack truck, you know? You, you, you get up that morning, you feel just wore out or whatever. That's where the revelation of the name needs to start. You know, before my feet touch the ground, Father, I thank you that this is the day that you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, and I believe for great things today because of uh, who I am and what I have inside of me. Amen? And with that revelation of the name, there's not anything that we can't overcome. Now, hear me when I say this. Cancer is just a name. Now... (laughs) In this world, I mean, when, when you hear that name in the form of a diagnosis from your doctor, and, and when a person hears that from a doctor and he's diagnosing their physical body, in the natural, it's more than just a name. There's a whole pack of fear that comes along with it, and all, the, all of the testimonials of things that have happened to people's physical bodies and how they've died and been, and been just, you know, just ravaged with this disease. But I'm telling you today, 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago, his obedience to death, even death on the cross, caused his name to be over every name. And when they didn't even know what cancer was over 2,000 years ago, he died for that. Amen? And he liberated us from that. And, and you, you know, so, so a lot of times people say, okay, so, so then why does a good Christian person die of cancer? Well, number one, we weren't put on this earth to answer every question. You understand? Things happen. But... Ultimately, ultimately, if we take the word literal, okay, then every person that has not even been born yet has been delivered of cancer or anything else with a name. Before, before they were even born or thought about, there's, there's some of you that have never had children and maybe, you know, you've got children in the future that have already been planned for you to have and those children have already been delivered of cancer. Because Jesus died one time for all men, not he died for us so that we could be healed when we need the healing. He didn't go back to the cross. He died one time for all men, right? So there's something about taking the responsibility in the name on a day-to-day basis, circumstance to circumstance, and not letting. Now, I'm not talking about not having compassion for people. I've had family members that have died of cancer that have left with cancer in their bodies. Okay, I'm not talking about not having compassion, but I can't let what has happened to other people affect the way I believe the Word of God. 
I can't do that. You, you can, we, we can learn from it. We can help other people. We can have compassion for other people in the moment. We're not judging people if somebody leaves the planet. I have family members that left. We weren't judging, well, you know, you ought to be healed. You shouldn't be in this condition, right? No, we're not doing that. Absolutely not. But that shouldn't affect the way I spend time in the Word and get revelation from the Word to affect my life so I can help other people believe the same thing. Now, there's several verses that I read last week that maybe they didn't bless you, but I mean, I, I just, all week long, I've been meditating on them. And, and I want to read three of them that I read last week. Um, Acts 15. <laughs> Man, what a verse of Scripture. I'm telling you, this is a verse of Scripture. Wow. Acts 15 and verse 13. And it says, And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared, verse 14, Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. I was created, you were created for his name. We, 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 we are not just pilgrims trying to make it through on planet earth. We are children of the most high God. Jesus Christ is not just the son of God. He's the son of man, our elder brother. And he said what he did will do in even greater works because of where he's at. And he's representing you and I. See? His representation at the right hand of the Father empowers us to use His name. We have the power of attorney of His name to use His name in any and every given situation. I don't care what it is. But I'm telling you, theology and, and good church theology will talk you out of things like this. Because in the back of our mind, we know of situations that have happened with other people to where we say, well, you know, that can't happen because it didn't happen for them. There are a lot of things in Scripture that didn't happen. You realize in Jesus' ministry, there were tons of people that didn't get healed. In Nazareth, in his own hometown, it said he healed very few. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because they didn't believe. Jesus. See, everybody thinks that everywhere Jesus went, just everybody got well. It didn't happen that way. Because he didn't come to the earth... To become something that he already was. He came to the earth to become the son of man. And what he wanted, what, he, what we had to get a hold of, what humanity had to get a hold of, is what his crucifixion and his ascension to the right hand of the Father was going to produce. And it wasn't just going to produce a good story. It was producing power for humanity. Amen? And you and I are part of that humanity that over 2,000 years later is still available to those who believe. Everybody say the name. Another verse that we um, read last week was in um, John 14. John 14, and I'm gonna, I want to look at um, verse 26. And then I want to look at verse 13. 
And actually, actually, before we look at that, look at Mark 11. Because I want to drive this point home. We've been talking about prayer. And there's no more effective prayer. Really, you know, remember what we've discussed over the last few weeks about that prayer is connection with God. It's not just going through the motions of of speaking and declaring a bunch of different things on a list that you're, believe, that, that you're hoping is going to come to pass. It's about connecting with the Father. True prayer is connection with God. And when I connect with Him, then what I say is where the power is. Because what I want to find myself doing is, I want to find myself declaring what He says is so for the moment. See, if I don't learn how to hear the voice of God... As an individual, personally, if I don't learn how to hear the voice of God, then not hearing God and just speculating what could happen, there's not faith involved in that. But the whole relationship with God is connecting with Him in a personal relationship. My wife and I have a personal, intimate relationship. We we spend time together, we communicate, and God wants communication with His people so we know how to hear His voice so that what we say in faith is what he has already said is so. We're not trying to make something up, trying to get something to happen that's not necessarily his will for the moment. See, I want his will in the moment, and when his will is coming out of my mouth, then what my mouth is being used at as is his voice in the earth. That's why Jesus is the Son of man, that's why he's our elder brother. He did the work. He's, re- he, he's representing us at the right hand of the Father. Now when we understand how to use his name, we can get the results he said in Scripture that we could get. Amen. Now, Mark 11 and verse 23 says this. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. Now, be good for you if you're taking notes or you're just you're making a note. A, a mental note of this, it'd be good for you to go and read this and spend some time on it. The things that I ask for when I pray. The things I ask for when I pray. So, asking is part of praying. Praying is not really praying in faith, as he's talking about in the 23rd verse. It's not really faith when I'm not asking for what he, he said is so. See, I have to believe in my heart that what I'm asking for, it's his will. See? So praying and asking is a key. So in John, where I was in the 26th verse, notice, notice what he says. In the next few verses I'm going to read here, I want you to notice the asking here. Everybody say this. Asking is prayer. Okay, so, so asking is involved in, in praying, but the asking has to be in faith, believing that what I'm saying is really going to come to pass because it's his will. Not because I yell enough, scream enough, confess enough, do enough, do a, di- a, a, a jig and a dance and stand on my head. It's because I believe it's his will. 
because I've connected with him. And in that connection, there's this assurance that what I'm asking for is his will. Fourteenth chapter and verse 26. Now, it was interesting that the disciples could never get that it was going to be a blessing for him to leave. (laughs) He said, it's going to profit you if I leave, because if I leave, then I can send you the one that's living in me that's doing all the work, and he can live inside of you. Oh, no, but man, you can't leave. You're the one with the miracles. So they were astonished at his life, but they weren't getting the fact that what he was doing, he was setting the example and the tone for them to walk in it. But they never could get it till after the cross, after the resurrection, after the ascension. And then after that came the day of Pentecost, and in that time of tearing, revelation began to come to them about what this whole thing was about. Even, even it, this is interesting, I think I made this comment on last week, even after, uh, even after the resurrection and they saw him, Peter, the Bible says in John 21, Peter went back to fishing. Peter hadn't fished in years, in several years. And Jesus comes walking to him on the water in John 21, and he's fishing. And not only was he fishing, but he didn't catch a fish. Hmm? And then Jesus said, throw it on the other side. And then Jesus called him into the ministry. What did he say? Peter, do you love me? Oh, master, you know. And feed my sheep. Right? Peter, do you love me? Oh, oh, master. Peter, do you love me? Come on. What are, what, are we, what are you asking me this for? See, this is what I want you to do. Fishing's not your calling. So much so, did he not believe what had happened, he went back, he reverted back to fishing. God doesn't want us going backwards, he wants us moving forward. And I'm telling you today, I'm telling you today, in the midst of all the hell in the earth that is breaking loose, it is the greatest time for the church. The greatest time. Remember this, because I mention it a lot. Almost 7,000 people a day around the world are being born again. Everybody say 7,000. We're adding to that. Our lives are adding to that on a daily basis. So I'm believing by 2017, 8,000 people are being born again around the world. See, people come up with all these statistics about what's not happening and listen, the reason that it's not happening, the reason things are not happening, it doesn't matter who's in, it, it does not matter who becomes the president of the United States if we believe in the person of the Holy Spirit and we believe we know how to hear the voice of the Spirit and we believe in the name. It doesn't matter who becomes president. Now, I know who I'm voting for and I'm voting my conviction, okay, at this election, and I'm doing everything I can to help people to understand how to hear what's right for them, but at the end of the day, listen, the two candidates we have, well, that's all I'll say about that. Anyway, they're not saving the world, amen? They're not saving this nation. The hope of this nation is you and I hearing the voice of God, 
the church hearing the voice of God and believing in the power that's in the name of Jesus. That, that, that is the hope of the world. Amen? And in John 14, he said here, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, whom the Father will send in my name, the Father will send the Holy Spirit in my name. What will he do in my name? He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Look at verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name. Notice he didn't say some of the things that you ask. He said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, what is asking? It's prayer. If you ask anything in my name, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. How many things? Anything. Now, years ago when I first heard this, there were people around me that got really upset over the fact that people were asking for crazy things. And, and what happened was, there are a lot of people that got away from the revelation of this because they thought that people were asking for things that weren't right. And you know what? Whether you think it's right or not, what people ask for really doesn't matter. If it's not the will of God, it's not coming to pass. That's why you have to be able to hear His voice. I've got to be able to discern the voices of the world and know what's God so that when I ask... I receive. Everybody say, this is a promise. I'm telling you, this is a promise like no other promise. He said, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Anything. And that anything is anything that is the will of God. Anything that's the will of God. So my life, as I'm connected to the Father the way Jesus was, there's not anything I can't have that's his will. So when you know it's his will, it's all over but the shouting. And the process of being able to receive that is in the believing. Jesus said, I only do and I only say those things. This is a number of different scriptures kind of put together. But he said, I only do and say those things that I hear and I see from my father. Only those things. That's what we need to be doing. Why? He's our elder brother. He's the perfect example. Why would we accomplish anything in any other way than he did? If he's, if he's the example, if he's the mark, if that's what we're moving towards, then as we're moving towards that, we're going to get the results that he got. I'm excited about today and the days ahead. It, you know, there's been a lot of things that haven't been easy in, in, every, in, in a lot of people's lives or everybody's life at different times. If you're going to serve God... You're going to be a target. So we got to get tough skin. we got to be comfortable in who we are within ourselves. And we've got to embrace the weapons that have been given to us to live and to deal with things in this world. Because I'm telling you, they're there. They're there. Amen? So if you ask anything in my name, he said, I will do it. Look at John 16. And then I've got two other verses that I'm adding to this. John 16. And verse 23, in that day, 
you will ask me nothing. Now notice what this is Jesus saying this. In that day, what day? This day. See, that was on that side of the cross when he said it. Now, he said, in that day, in this day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. That's what the disciples couldn't get. And that's what you and I have got to get today. He said, we're not asking Jesus for things. We're asking the Father in the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus is the power of attorney to the assets. (laughs) Everything that heaven is and has is tapped by the name of Jesus. But not just saying the name of Jesus, but believing that the name of Jesus is the wealth. It's got it all. Everything to accomplish the task is in believing in the name of Jesus. Because whatever God wants me to do, whatever he wants me to walk out in the natural, I'll walk those things out when I believe that what I'm doing is right. Even when I don't see it. Paul said, the apostle Paul said time and time again, I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. The the testimony of Abraham was that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform it. He called him the father of many nations, and 25 years later, his son was born. Wow, that's a long time. (laughs) Well, there were some things that needed to be worked out in Abraham's life. The reason sometimes that people don't see everything they want to see in the time period they want to see it is because there's some things that need to be worked out. We We can't negate the process... Because we want the goods. The process is where the goods are. Because the process will produce the revelation of his name. Can you say amen? It'll produce the revelation of his name. Now, James 5 and verse 14. You know what? I left my little book. Uh, one, One of the little prayer books. Does anybody have one right there? You've got one. I gave it to Dave, and then I, <laughs> I had it with me. I said, here, t- keep this. And uh, Wait a minute, I need that. <clears throat> um, so in our little prayer books, and I, I really I ha- have had a number of you say how you've really liked this. And, you know, it's really, really a simple little thing that has, I think, within our church, but I think around the nation, people that have been involved in this, has created some really good unity in praying for states, praying for public officials, and praying for the elections, all the things that, that have been mentioned in here. And, and today is the 19th, and today um, on the 19th was Ohio and Oklahoma. But everybody that we've prayed for, every state that we have prayed for up to this point, I, I mean... I'm believing that these states are having success because we're agreeing. Amen? Amen? And when I say we, I'm talking about the body of Christ, people that are doing this. You know, know, this is is just a template. This is just an example of, of putting some things out there that we can get in agreement. There's not one thing that I've read in this little book that I don't believe is the will of God for every one of these states, for all the public officials, and everything else that's mentioned in here. There's not one thing in this little book that you can't line up with being the will of God from the Word of God. So what we're praying is the will of God to be done and accomplished in the United States of America. 
Listen, the success of this nation needs to be on the shoulders of the church. And, and we need to embrace that. Seeing people and lives change one person at a time. It's not just about the masses being delivered and set free. It's about one person at a time, everybody helping see at least one person change. And if everybody's doing that, then we're not only seeing people saved, but then we're seeing them discipled. Amen? Helping people along the way to accomplish things and get over some of the junk of their past. And I tell you what, that's how you change a nation. You don't change a nation by just electing the right officials, even though how many want to see the right officials elected? Amen? How many want to see the right officials nominated? <laughs> we, we, want to see, we want to be able to vote for the right officials. Can you say amen to that, right? Okay, so it takes, it takes a lot within ourselves in believing God for things like that to change for our nation, but we, it, it will not happen if we negate seeing the Great Commission and the Great Commandment fulfilled. Great commission uh, of seeing people disciples and the great commandment about loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Those two things right there in itself are what the last two things that Jesus gave us to do on the earth. And that's what we've got to accomplish. Amen? And we do it how? We do it in his name. So just agree with me right now. So, and this is just a, a simple little example, but this is the way it works. Father... We're honoring and talking to you and looking to you because Jesus said so. And he said, in this day, we would ask him nothing, but we would come to you. But today, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for every state to this day, this month that we have prayed for. And we thank you, Lord, that those states are lining up and people in those states are lining up. And, and, and true labors of love are coming across people's paths and ministering life to them. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is evolving like never before. Father, we thank you that right uh, judges and political positions are being filled with the right people, Lord God. They're going to make right decisions for this nation to remain a godly nation. And we believe for it. And we give you the praise and the glory. And everybody said amen and amen. Simple prayers. You know... Um, I, I know people today that don't believe you can pray the way I prayed like that and then start talking. They think you have to go into intercession right after you pray that so that, it, that, that it's real. I just prayed something that I believe. I spoke things. I, I didn't write down what I just said. I've looked at what I prayed for, but what I prayed is what I believe the will of God is that things are lining up in these states. I mean, day by day, as I've been praying these prayers for these states, man, something inside of me is happening. And you know what? If you don't do things like this, if you don't do things that you've never done before, you don't know what can actually happen as a result. You know that, you know, I'm just talking about myself. If I'm believing in what I'm praying in this book right here, I may get to heaven and realize somebody in Ohio got born again because I chose to pray. See, see, it's not about the credit that we get for it. It's our willingness to do it and obey God and do his will and see it accomplished. So it's almost like I'm going I'm to confess the name of Jesus, but you're not plugged into the voice of the Spirit. It's like unplugging something. So I'm using it, but it's not plugged in. There's no power to it, so nothing's working. And a lot of people have felt that way 
in using the name of Jesus like there's no power. But the key, the key to it in this situation, in the deliverance in this, in praying for the sick or anything else, the key to it is being able to hear the voice of God and know what is right in what I'm saying and what I'm doing so that I get the right results. How many can say amen to that? So tonight, as, as, we've been, as I've been saying this to you week after week, uh, in, in talking about prayer, as you and I get, in a greater way, connected to the Father and realizing that it's through the Father in the name of Jesus that we get the results, that why would I spend time anywhere else? In my daily devotion, I'm spending time, even as I'm preaching this, I mean, I don't care how much revelation we think we can, that we have, we need that much more. Can you say amen to that? It, the, Paul said, if any man think he knows anything, let him think he knows nothing as he ought to know it in the things of God. I need to know more of how to operate and how to navigate in life with the revelation of the name of Jesus. Not allowing the things of the past, experiences of the past, trying to dictate my future, right? Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind I press toward the mark of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. In, in pressing forward, I'm, I'm not letting the past try to rule in the future. Someone say amen.